Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is, is wholesaling real estate illegal? I'm going to share with you the ins and outs of this very important topic and some of the latest changes that have crept in unbeknownst to many wholesalers. This is an authoritative video on the subject, so much so that even though I'm not an attorney, can't quote, give you legal advice, if you do find yourself in legal hot water, send this video to your attorney so he can help defend you best. And why I say your attorney, if you haven't already seen my video on the five principles of, of resolving real estate conflict, one of those principles is if you ever get involved with some sort of investigation or violation with the government, always, always, always have an attorney do all the talking for you. And that's because anything you say can and will be used against you. Anything you say can and will be used against you. So have an attorney do all the talking. All right, so let's get started. First, what is wholesaling? It is the practice of reselling a property that you don't yet have legal title to, but instead you simply have a contract with the seller. So how could wholesaling real estate, how could reselling a property you haven't yet purchased be illegal? Every state in the United States has a set of real estate licensing statutes or laws which govern which actions can only be taken by a licensed real estate agent. And this is where wholesalers throughout modern history have run into potential problems. It's when the local real estate commission for their state investigates them for the potential of practicing real estate without a license. So you might be asking, under what circumstances, how could a wholesaler who simply has a property under contract but doesn't own it yet, how can they resell that property without violating any real estate licensing laws? There are three parts to this explanation. And the first and the most important is this, that a fully executed bilateral purchase agreement with an intent to purchase is established. I know that's a mouthful. Let me break that down. So fully executed meaning the buyer and the seller have correctly signed and they both have the authority to sign. So it, for example, if it's a seller that's involved in a, a probate situation, they would have to have the full authority to sign on behalf of that estate. So they have fully executed bilateral meaning it's buyer and seller and there is a purchase agreement. That's different from an option agreement. An option agreement does not have the same components. It's lateral, not bilateral. Okay. And then lastly is the intent to purchase, meaning you have the intent to execute on this agreement and you have the capabilities to do it as well. You're not simply getting it under contract so you can wholesale. You're actually getting it under contract so you can buy it. You have the intent to purchase. And when you have done this, you establish what's called equitable interest in the property. So equitable interest is a thing. It's something you possess. And you possess it as a result of this 
right here. Now, in some states, they don't like using the word equitable. They just use the word interest. And in fact, many states don't actually have any case law to support this concept, but other states do. And so many times when we've had to go up against real estate commissions, our legal team has used case law from other states to prove this establishment of equitable interest as a result of a bilateral purchase agreement fully executed with the intent to purchase. The second component to how wholesaling can avoid violating real estate licensing laws involves exclusions. When you first read your state's real estate licensing laws, it's going to read like every person who ever buys or sells a property, including their own, would have to have a real estate license. And again, you get down that a ways and you're thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, everyone needs a license, including for sale by owners. Ah, but then you get down to the section on exclusions. And these licensing laws exclude when you are the title holder, you're the owner of the property, or if you have an interest in the property. Now, why do they have to put this one in here? They have to because, going back to my example of probate, what if you're one of several heirs? You need to be able to have the right to sell the property, even though you might not be able to transfer the deed until everybody else signs. So every one of these state licensing laws has the exclusion of not only if you're the title holder, but also if you have an interest in the property. Oh, and let me tell you, these real estate commissions hate this one-two punch right here. They hate it, hate it, hate it because it's a legal loophole, if you will, to wholesaling. But we're not done yet. There's a lot more to this subject. So here we go. The third component is at a federal level, and it's the constitutional right to the free alienation of property. That's a fancy way of saying you have the right to sell what you possess. And if we go back to this idea that you establish equitable interest, it's something you possess, then you have the right to sell it. And we talked about how if you have an exclusion in your real estate licensing law that mentions interest, there you have it. You have this trio, and this is how it can be possible to wholesale real estate and not violate the real estate licensing laws. So a perfect example of this is the state of Texas. They have actually articulated this concept, and it's nice, it's clean, and it's a great foundation or framework by which you can understand how wholesaling can be legal. Ah, uh, but we're not done yet. This case is not closed. Because as I had mentioned earlier, there are some new changes going on. And these are things you need to be aware of. The first big one is, you can't start with the buyer. Often referred to as reverse wholesaling. This has become popular in recent years. The idea that you secure the buyer first, if you will, and then you go look for the property that they want. That is practicing real estate without a license because you have an established equitable interest. Equitable interest is established with the seller. You have to start with the deal first, then you go find the buyer. What happens is the argument that the real estate commissions are going to make is that they're going to say that if you started with the buyer, you never had the intent to purchase. How are they going to prove that? Well, if they go through enough discovery and they, they uh, subpoena all of your email and text records, they're going to be able to figure it out. So don't reverse wholesale if you want to be on the correct side of these laws. Some of you might be adding comments right now below, cringing, saying, yes, reverse wholesaling can be legal, Phil, and here's how. Well, 
I can tell you from experience that what happens is the real estate commissions use this weakness right here, intent. You couldn't have had an intent because you already had the buyer first. The next caveat is the state of Illinois. Unbeknownst to many, in 2019, the legislature for the state of Illinois passed a law that, I'm going to paraphrase, requires anyone who buys or sells more than one property in a 12-month period must have their real estate license. Now, the spirit of that law was written to exclude or stop wholesaling altogether. Their goal was, let's get rid of all the wholesalers, and this came from real estate agents throughout the state of Illinois because they can't stand wholesalers because they feel like wholesalers are basically doing what agents are doing without a license. And so they put this legislation in place, but what I find interesting is when you read this legislation, it's much more clear that it encompasses everyone. We're talking traditional investors, anybody, everybody. If you buy or sell more than one property in a uh, 12-month period, you have to get your real estate license, even if you set up a new LLC every time and try to get creative. Now, many legal pundits in Illinois argue that this new law actually violates several federal laws and that if it was ever challenged in court that it would lose much of its teeth. Now I agree with that. The problem is it hasn't been challenged in court to the best of my knowledge. And so therefore, if you're going to be the guinea pig, it's going to be an extremely lengthy legal process. It's going to cost an enormous amount of legal dollars. So what's the solution? Well, I always tell uh, my apprentices in Illinois, just get licensed. That's it. After you do your first deal, once you close your first deal, if you're in Illinois and you want to be a creative real estate or any real estate investor in Illinois, go get your real estate license. I know it's ridiculous, and maybe at some point in the future, much of that legislation will get overturned, but that's where we are right now. And there's been a lot of fear swirling in our community as to whether or not other states are going to follow suit like Illinois, and they too are going to pass anti-wholesaling laws. Well, I don't actually think they're going to follow exactly what Illinois did because Illinois is fraught with potential federal law violations. Instead, if they're going to follow any state, I also don't think they're going to follow beloved Texas. I think they might follow Oklahoma. Oklahoma is in the process of trying to pass a bill. It's already passed the Senate. And that was back in February during the legislative session. The legislative session ended. So when the legislative session gets back in order, it goes to the House of Representatives for the state of Oklahoma to pass. And they call it a really ugly name, Real Estate Predatory Wholesaling Act. But they did something very creative, and I would argue intelligent, in order to fulfill these three, but still block wholesaling. So basically what this law is saying is this. You cannot market a property for sale that you are not the legal title holder of. So yes, you still get an equitable interest when you execute a bilateral purchase agreement and you have an intent to purchase. Yes, there is an exclusion in Oklahoma's real estate licensing laws that if you have the interest in the property, you don't have to have your license. And yes, you do have the constitutional right to the free alienation of property, but you don't have the right to market the property for sale. Not on the MLS, not on Zillow Facebook Marketplace, not even to your existing list where you send out an email or a text blast. You can't actually market it for sale. 
And that's why I said it's pretty clever. Because that, that pretty much stops wholesaling in its tracks. Now, it hasn't passed yet, so what does that mean to Oklahoma uh, in investors? Well, first and foremost, it has already infiltrated all the real estate brokerages. So even though it's not a passed law, they've somehow, I say they, I guess it's the Real Estate Commission, has let all the brokers know you cannot list a property that the, uh, that the license uh, agent signs their agreement with is not the legal title holder. Even though that's incorrect as of right now, that's what has been infiltrated. So getting a property listed on the MLS when you're not the legal title holder is very difficult in Oklahoma. Yes, you can still put it on Zillow and Facebook Marketplace. You can still blast it to your, your list. But when that legislative session uh, gets back going again, assuming that this is put right back on their radar screen, it's very likely that Oklahoma is going to stop wholesaling because it's going to prevent the ability to market the property until you're the legal title holder. Now, what makes this all the more interesting is getting your license doesn't fix the problem. Your license is not the solution here. The solution is you have to get on title. And that's why our team and I have invented more techniques for getting on title creatively than I believe anyone else in American history. So what we do with our folks in Oklahoma is we teach them our most creative techniques for getting on title. If you're frustrated by some of this legislation, I encourage you to make sure you have your voice heard as these legislative sessions get back in, uh, in gear. Because look, those real estate agents, those realtor boards, they're a huge lobbying force. They spend a ton of money whining and dining these legislators to get their way. And so you can fight back. You can try to prevent some of these more pervasive laws that are coming in that are potentially slowing people down. All right, well, um, also not mentioned on things like uh, if somebody's in pre-foreclosure and some other weird laws, but those are related to flipping, not necessarily wholesaling. Well, I'm Phil Pustiovsky, by the way, with FreedomMentor.com. If some of this went way over your head, no worries. First thing you need to do, if you haven't already, is grab a free copy of my book, How to Be a Real Estate Investor, and that'll take you down the fundamentals of what we're all talking about here. And next, if you want to be a market-leading money-making real estate machine. Consider my apprentice program where my team and I, we coach, we mentor, and we help people become the very best. Because we've already been through it all. We know what you're gonna run into and we know how to help solve those problems. 